I fingered the scar at my throat as I drove for the final time past illuminated twin lions and into Patriot's Landing. The wide streets, the neat lawns and spotless sidewalks, the unbroken white of the curbs that seemed to glow in the night. You don't see curbs like that everywhere, eight inches wide and built to last. They were there before the houses were raised, and they'd be there when the houses tumbled down again. Good, solid American curbs. I'd miss them. It had been a good run, the suburban idol I'd created for myself, but it was over now. I could accept that. All along I knew it was a temporary thing. It was my destiny to live my life in phases, with hard curbs between them. There was the Philadelphia Country Club phase, the Pitchford phase, the Wisconsin College Kid phase, and now this. And it had worked out well, the Virginia Suburban Family Man phase. The house, the car, the wife and kids, golf. Even financially it had worked out well. At the start, of course, I had been forced to use the Grubbins cash to help pay the outsized mortgage and car payments. But soon after moving to Virginia, and before we actually bought into the development, I quit a low-paying job in the field for which I had trained when a far more lucrative opportunity beckoned. I was offered the chance to become the Pied Piper of the American Dream, a genie granting wishes on a commission basis. And yes, I said, yes, I will, yes. Suited up and buttoned down, I became a broker with the Jefferson Davis Mortgage Company of Richmond, Virginia. Whatever hand you wanted, I could deal it. Low FICO, no doc, interest-only thirties, interest-only forties. Pick a pay, if you will, and the ever-popular arm hybrids like the classic 228. And you needn't worry about any unfortunate adjustment, because before the hammer dropped, we could fix your credit rating, tap the growing equity in your lovely new home, and get you into something more manageable, with the not-inconsiderable fees and costs rolled into the refi, so out-of-pocket cost was a big fat zero. It couldn't have been easier. At the same time I was banking my commissions at Jefferson Davis, Caitlin had traded the kindergarten classroom for her real estate license, earning commissions of her own as she led others into realizing their own slick suburban dreams. Together we were quite a team. She provided the inspired settings for a gracious new life, me providing the easy money that allowed almost anyone to pay for it. We churned our way from development to development, making more money than a Pitchford kid had ever dreamed. With our new incomes, and by tapping the spiraling value of our own house with a series of ever-larger mortgages, we were able to live appropriately beyond our means without recourse to the stolen cash. But that was all over now. Times had changed, the real estate market had dried up, I had been downsized, my family life had soured, Augie was dead, and the bullheaded thugs were on their way. The mortgage on my life had adjusted and my equity had turned negative. It was time to check out of Patriot's Landing and enter the next phase of my life. I could see it all so clearly. The mellow expat existence, moseying through the Caribbean with Harry, sailing from sunset to sunset, drinking rum, grooving to the island beat, combing through the island women, dark-skinned natives, young working women on vacation, wealthy divorcees looking for a second chance, or a third. Margaritaville, baby. All I needed was to hold on for another twelve hours, and I was on my way. As I drove through the development, I couldn't help but notice the for-sale signs sprinkled among the lovely lawns bordered by those solid curbs. Not as conspicuous a presence as in Augie's development, but there nonetheless. I had brokered the mortgages for many of those houses. I knew the stories behind those signs. Layoffs, depleted savings, 401ks in the crapper, maxed-out credit lines and negative equity in homes that were sold as the most secure of investments. 
Far too well I understood the emotions those signs represented, the pain and anguish, the embarrassment, the uncertainty and fear, the outright sense of failure. I wasn't the only one at Patriot's Landing entering a new phase in my life. I was just doing it with a little more panache. Though the tasteful accent lighting was all aglow at our house, the lights inside were off, the doors locked, the family tucked in for the night. I edged my car into the circular drive and was careful in closing the car door to keep from waking the kids. I patted one of the pillars as I walked to the front door. It no longer felt warm and solid beneath my hand, more like a hollow piece of artifice than something firm enough to keep the very sky from falling. I slipped my key silently into the lock. The last night of my suburban life. My mind had slipped already into the next phase, the escape, the hiding, the sail south the sweet life of rum and sex. My future was more real to me than my present. Now it was like I was walking...